This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Your Radio Doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on Your Radio Doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars, Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, seven months or ten months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good evening and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. June, Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. Tonight begins a two-part series in our discussion of strokes. This week, we'll talk about causes of strokes, identifying the warning signs, and what to do while you wait for help. Next week, we return to talk about treatment, prevention, and the latest research findings. I am thrilled to welcome my colleague, Dr. Robert Rosenwasser, the Jewel L. Osterholm, MD, Professor and Chair of Neurologic Surgery at Thomas Jefferson University. He's also a Professor of Neuroscience, a Professor of Radiology, and the president and CEO of the Vicki and Jack Farber Institute for Neuroscience at Jefferson. Dr. Rosenwasser is highly respected for his extensive research with an international reputation and is one of the first neurosurgeons in the country to use both conventional techniques and the minimally invasive radiologic techniques when operating on vascular conditions of the brain. As such, he treats patients with strokes, aneurysms, and narrow carotid arteries. He was recognized for this distinction in 2014 by the American Association of Neurological Surgeons with the Cushing Award for Technical Excellence and Innovation in Neurosurgery. Welcome, Robert. So grateful to have you with us tonight. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. So maybe we should start with the definition of a stroke because I think people have a general understanding, but I'm sure you could do it so well. Sure. Well, you know, a a stroke, I think... I think that everyone in your audience can relate to the fact, I suspect everyone in your audience has known someone who's had a stroke. And they may not know what it is, but I suspect everyone in your audience has, has had that in their, in their family or close friends. So a stroke is definitely, it, it's what happens when there's loss of brain cells, you know, to an, to an event. It could be to a blockage of an artery. It can be due to a hemorrhage or bleeding from a blood vessel. And we divide stroke into two types. We divide into hemorrhagic, which is bleeding, and then blockage of an artery, 
which is an occlusion. And and a stroke happens in the brain, very similar to a heart attack, right? What happens with a heart attack? There's a blockage in an artery that goes to the heart, and a portion of the heart cells die. That's what a heart attack is. So in essence, a stroke is a brain attack. It's a brain attack when an artery is occluded and a portion of the brain cells are at risk for dying. And that's really what the definition of a stroke is. And we'll talk as we go on, depending what part of the brain and how long that occlusion has been there, how long that area of brain tissue is robbed of blood supply that carries oxygen and other nutrients like sugar, I guess, um, that will determine the outcome if the person has any residual weakness or difficulty with speech and the things we'll discuss. And we had a great conversation the other day. You told me some of the really staggering statistics about strokes. Sure. So when I started in this, uh, after finishing my training and fellowships, stroke was the third leading cause of death in the United States of America. We've done pretty, we've done better. It's now the fifth leading cause of death because we're saving more patients, but it is still the fifth, it is still the leading cause of disability by a factor of five over cancer, over heart disease, because many patients survive, but they are in the prime of their life, but they're Mm -hmm. totally disabled. So think about it, Marianne, if you had a stroke and the only thing you lost was your language, you would be totally disabled. You may look normal, you may walk, you may be able to use your hands and legs, but if you lost language, you would you would be totally disabled. And same with vision and, and other neurologic uh, events. So, so it is really the largest cause of disability in the United States to the tune, to the tune annually of over 40 to $45 billion a year in the U.S. alone to care for these patients right? And society pays for it. Think about if we could like half that. Think if you could take 1%, right? 1% of a big number is a big number. Think if you could reduce this by 1%, then those those dollars, which are real dollars, could be used to take care of infectious disease, could be used to take care of health inequities, right? And all the other things we talk about. So it's a huge problem to society um, and it's getting more traction. Well, I think, too, um, there are more people on the planet and not necessarily producing more doctors. And so we're seeing physician shortage areas already. And then add to that, cities are, are more crowded and such. And people are living longer and working longer. And all those factors amount to uh, seeing these rising numbers. But also, as we know, we, well, I'm a baby boomer, the, the, that cohort of people or that collection of people is aging in a larger number and having fewer children. So the burden will be greater on the people that are younger taking care of us. Oh gosh, I hope I don't get a stroke among other things. But um, so you talked about two categories of cause bleeding when there's bleeding either inside the brain or Mm -hmm. on blood vessels on the surface of the brain. And we could talk about that, but more commonly it's lack of blood flow from a clot or maybe a narrowed carotid artery. Tell us, let's start with lack of blood supply to a a spot in the brain. Sure. So, you know, there were studies done many, many years ago during the Vietnam war and, and it was done from autopsies of, of young soldiers who were killed. So atherosclerosis, which is hardening of the arteries starts when you're in your twenties. 
Mm. starts when you're in your 20s. This has been well documented. It's in every blood vessel of the body. And so so this is a lifelong journey to to prevent that, right? I mean, we know smoking, smoking markedly accelerates atherosclerosis, diabetes, uh, control of lipids, control of the fats, and so forth. So these are the things that we as individuals can do to modify those risk factors. And so those things start when you are in your teens, right? And so, you, you know, I think that, that, that you know, it's, it's when you're, listen, we've all been young and teenagers, you feel you're invincible and nothing can yes. happen, right? And so, but I think that's the time to start and really pay attention to that. So that's correct, Marianne. The majority of strokes that we see are due to blockages of blood vessels, Hemorrhagic mm-hmm. stroke or bleeding is more in a younger population due to a different a different problem, a weakness in an artery or a brain aneurysm, which is a bubble on the blood vessel. But what really the majority of strokes are due to blockages. And uh, and those things, many things that we can do as individuals to modify those risk factors, right? Smoking is probably one of the largest because we know that markedly accelerates hardening of the arteries and blockage of the blood vessels. Diet. Diet's really important, uh, treatment of diabetes, treatment of high blood pressure. So quite frankly, you know, the ABCs of taking care of yourself are, and, and where this begins is really treatment of, you know, of your blood pressure, your, your blood sugars, your, your weight, moderate exercise, you know, things of that nature. Those are things that we can do. Like doctors can't, right? Doctors can't do everything for us. It'd be great right. if we had a magic pill to make everything go away. Um, but healthcare is a, it's a bond, I think, between the healthcare provider and the patient, right? And so I can do this for you. I can do this for you as your treating physician, but I need you to do this for me and for yourself. Um and so, you say it so well, and it's for you. I'm not here to bug you. It's because I love you. My patients would say, why are you calling me on a Saturday or a Sunday, Dr. Richie? And i say, first answer would be, because I love you. <laughs> you know, I'm 51% your mother and 49% your doctor. I want to make sure that you understand what I'm asking you. And in fact, we did a couple of shows on exercise. You bring up such an important point that starting at a younger age, it's almost as though inactivity is the new smoking, that we're trying to remind people that uh, regular moderate exercise can lower your blood sugars if you have diabetes, even if you don't lose weight. What a cool thing to know. Just take a walk at lunchtime if you're at work or uh, go up and down the steps. Is that All those things that we talk about can make a big difference. You are absolutely right. And so, you know, when you're at work, take the elevator. I mean, I'm sorry, don't take the elevator, take the steps, right? Take the exactly. Steps. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of it data, and as you know, and you know, I know we're talking to you know regular people, and I'm one of the regular people, and and so you burn a lot of calories by just like walking up a couple flights of steps. Yes, you know, really something very simple to do, and and uh, yeah, we totally encourage that. When we talk about clots and maybe a narrowed carotid artery, making it uh, harder for blood to travel to the brain, but if your, your blood pressure is too low because you're having a heart attack or because your heart is not doing the good lub-dub even rhythm, if it's in a fibrillation, I always say to my patients, uh, think of a toy that you wind up and it just goes, <laughs> if your heart is fibrillating, 
it's not going to pump the blood out to your brain and the heart itself and your other organs. So atrial fibrillation, we, we stress that. I had Dr. Hugh Calkins, wonderful, who's head of the Arrhythmia Society. That's an interesting distinction. Um, and he said the number one cause for atrial fibrillation, a lot of people have heard of that as well, is obesity. And the number one result of it is strokes. Uh, people need to know that. And if you feel palpitations or you feel dizzy, don't, we want to talk about symptoms and how these things present. Don't brush it off and say, well, I had too much coffee or whatever. Go to your doctor. It could save your life. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back with Dr. Robert Rosenwasser. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. Hi, I'm Dr. Denny Carice, Chief Science Officer at Recovery Centers of America, and I'm here as your addiction expert. Today, I want to talk about addiction and how to evaluate if you might have a problem with drugs or alcohol. People often say to me, I think I might have a problem with drugs or alcohol, but I'm not sure. I hate to say this, but if you think you have a problem, you probably do have some type of problem. I mean, when's the last time you said to yourself, I think I might have a problem with broccoli, right? But if you want to see whether you meet the actual diagnostic criteria for a substance use disorder, which is the correct term for addiction, there's 11 symptoms we look at. Ready? First, are you using in larger amounts or for longer periods of time than you planned? Second, have you tried and been unsuccessful to cut down? Third, do you invest a lot of time obtaining, using, or recovering from use? And fourth, do you have cravings or really strong urges and desires to use? Number five, has your continued use led to difficulties at work, school, or home? And number six, have you continued to use despite frequent personal or social issues that your use has made worse? Seven, have you decreased or eliminated participation in social, job, or recreational activities? And eight, are you using in situations where it could be physically hazardous? Number nine, do you continue to use even when you know you have a medical or psychological problem that's caused or made worse by your use? And 10, do you need more drugs or alcohol to achieve the same effect? That's called tolerance. And finally, 11, do you have withdrawal symptoms when you stop using the substance? And it's not just a yes or no answer. If you have two or three of those 11 symptoms, you meet criteria for a mild substance use disorder. Four or five symptoms qualifies you for a moderate substance use disorder, and six or more, and you meet criteria for a severe substance use disorder. If your loved one has a problem with alcohol or drugs, call 1-888-RECOVERY today or go to recoverycentersofamerica.com. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7. That number again is 1-888-RECOVERY. I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars, Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. 
excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction, you are not alone. If you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your whole family can begin to recover. At Recovery Centers of America at Devon and Lighthouse, your loved one will be treated with care by expert addiction professionals, while family programming will give you support and healing so that you can recover as well. RCA accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. When we ask questions, we make sure they're the big ones. Like, how can the healthcare industry earn the trust of patients? And what if your health outcomes and access to care weren't defined by your skin color, sexuality, gender, or zip code? At Genentech, we're removing barriers and partnering across the medical community to make clinical research as diverse as the world we serve to ensure communities have access to healthcare. Learn how we are working to make healthcare more equitable at gene.com slash askbiggerquestions. And welcome back to your radio doctor. We're here with Dr. Robert Rosenwasser from Jefferson Neurosurgery. Robert, we were talking about stroke and, and the different causes. What is a TIA? People, again, are familiar, but maybe not be able to define it. A TIA, and how is that different from a stroke? Sure. So TIA stands for transient ischemic, transient ischemic event or, 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 or you know, transient ischemic attack. episode, transient ischemic attack. And so what that means is that you may temporarily have blurring of your vision. You may temporarily have word finding difficulty. You may temporarily have weakness or numbness of an arm or a leg or temporary dizziness. So the reason it's called transient ischemic attack is that it's transient. Uh, and, the, and the true definition is it, it, the, the, the symptoms you're having has to clear by 24 hours. If those symptoms have not cleared by 24 hours, then it converts to a stroke, not a TIA. A TIA, or transient ischemic attack, as we, as we talked about, is really a warning sign. A TIA is like chest pain to a heart attack. You may have chest pain a couple days in a row. Don't think it's indigestion, right? Don't think it's indigestion and think it'll go away. Get it checked out. So a TIA is very much like chest pain. It's a warning sign that there's something potentially serious going on. And don't think it'll pass. Please go to your doctor. Call 911. Don't let it pass. It's just like it's just like ignoring chest pain, thinking it's indigestion. Do not do that, please. Because you may have you, you may have uh, we talk about atherosclerosis. It's really um, like a collection of lipid or fat and maybe some fibrotic tissue, and then blood lands on it, makes a clot, and that little clot can travel or whatever. And so you might throw a little mini clot, and then it dissolves. And woo, lucky me, my arm was numb for ten minutes, and now it's better. Don't think, it, I mean, it's a soft lesson. I always tell my children, you're lucky that was a soft lesson. It wasn't a hard lesson. It's a warning to get it checked with your doctor. And we're going to talk later about when you should call 911. But like uh, ischemia or lack of oxygen, there is a decrease in blood flow that makes your arm feel different or makes your speech off. And we're going to talk about that. But definitely it, it means that you are also at risk for a full-blown stroke. So this is your lucky day. If you, if it, your symptoms resolve, go get a check before it's worse. Yes, that's exactly right. Because not everybody gets a second chance. Not everybody gets a second chance. So, you know, if you have that warning sign, which we'll talk about, and some of the symptoms, please pay attention to it because not everybody gets a second chance. 
And and this is the warning that the good Lord and science gives us that we need to pay attention to our body and we need to be responsible for our body and our own health. And those of our Because it could be it could be very subtle. And 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 you're right. If you see your loved one and their facial droop. Let's let's talk about those signs. Well, let's talk about symptoms. Symptoms are what the patient describes for our listeners. And signs are what you see as a physician when you examine somebody. What are some of the symptoms or signs of stroke that people should know about? I don't know if this is the time, but I'm putting this up here. <laughs> Not the time or the time. So basically, Perfect. what we try to teach people and the public and the education just like we did 30, 35 years ago with heart with heart disease, right? You know, the symptoms of don't ignore chest pain. And then we learned in women that women may not have chest pain. They may have neck pain and they may have other symptoms. So, and we've kind of learned this with, with strokes. So I don't know if you can write this down, but I want you all to listen and get your pen and paper and write down the word B-E-F-A-S-T. The letters B-E-F-A-S-T. And what that means is, and, and we have this on the screen, but, uh, and these are, by the way, these are magnets that Jefferson Health has had made up. They're refrigerator magnets, right? And so, you know, B fast, B-E-F-A-S-T. B stands for balance. If all of a sudden you have difficulty with your balance and you're, you know, whatever, you're, you're not sure, you're, you know, all of a sudden you're having problems with your balance, that's a, that's a warning sign. Eyes. The E stands for eyes. If you have blurring of your vision or if you feel like one of the vision in one of your eyes is getting dark or going down, that's something to pay attention to. It's not just something that could pass. The F stands for face. If you have drooping of one side of your face or numbness of one side of your face, the A stands for arm. If you have weakness or numbness or tingling or if you're dropping your your pen or your fork or your spoon or or your or your remote control for your TV. You know, those are those are signs. And speech, if you have any difficulty either speaking or understanding what someone else is speaking to you about, those are time. And the T, which is probably the most important, stands for time. If you're not sure, call 911. Let us sort it out. Call 911. Don't say, I'm going to go to bed and I think it'll be better in the morning uh, because that's a story that, that happens too often. So the T, time, call 911. Pay attention. Let, let, let us sort it out. Let your local hospital sort it out. Let your local doctor sort it out. And, and it'd, be, it'd be better. I'd love to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning, come and see you when you have these symptoms and turns out it's not any of this, right? But the point is, is that don't ignore it. Call it regardless of what time of day. So time is of the essence because every minute that there's lack of blood flow to the brain, you lose 3 billion brain cells. Wow. I didn't know I had that many to begin with. Wow. Well, we had a really great show about two weeks ago, Narberth Ambulance that serves a huge area and we talked about what happens in the ambulance, what happens in the waiting area, who, you know, triage, who goes in, who waits, that kind of thing. And uh, Al Davey, who was the uh, paramedic, said he tells people time is brain, just as you say, X number of minutes, that many more cells that are that are possibly gone for good. So a person's symptoms may differ depending on what part of the brain is affected, if it's bleeding versus uh 
an acute clot because bleeding might trickle and then the blood builds up and a person gets the worst headache of their lives. Isn't that called the thunderclap headache? The pain is so intense. But I think you make a really good point too, Robert, about call 911. It's not like you're abusing the ambulance system. It's not like you're doing it every week. Do not drive yourself. Or if you pass out on the way, do not drive your loved one. You can't do CPR on somebody and drive. Plus the beauty of 911, the EMTs, the paramedics, start treatment the minute they come to your door. As soon as you open the door, they start an IV. They put an oxygen mask on the patient. All those things make it so much safer and save some of those billions of cells in the brain if, in fact, it is a stroke. So, uh, it, And they can call the hospital and say, we're on our way. Please call Dr. Rosenwasser, whoever's on call, so they can have the clot buster ready. And tell us, so, you know, we're going to talk about the management. If somebody does... What are some of the radiology techniques that you use? It's not radiology. It's uh, surgical radiologic. Uh, well, <laughs> you might be able to. Yeah. So, you know, starting, you know, so 80% of patients, you know, that we, that we see, well, first of all, they come in, they get a CAT scan. Everyone's heard of a CAT scan and that will determine whether there's any early signs of brain ischemia, which means lack of blood flow to the brain. Um, if you're within a four hour window you can get an intravenous medication called TPA, uh, which is a clot-busting drug. It's used in the heart as well. And so that's why time is of the essence. All the science has demonstrated that the earlier you have the diagnosis made, the earlier you call 911, the earlier you get the CAT scan, the earlier you get the clot-busting drug, you will absolutely fare much better. All right, so, so so a majority of patients can be treated with just the intravenous form of the clot-busting drug. There are patients who are not eligible for that intravenous clot-busting drug. For example, if they're on blood thinners for a heart valve or atrial fibrillation or they've had phlebitis and they're on a blood thinner, then they, they, they may not be a candidate for the IV portion of the drug and treatment, but they may be a candidate for mechanical clot retrieval. So we actually go in and find out which artery is blocked and actually remove the blood clot. It's called thrombectomy. Thrombus is the word for blood clot. And we actually identify which artery is blocked and, and we remove the blood clot. But again, many patients, if they're, if they're diagnosed early, if their symptoms are, uh, are recognized early, they can be treated with the intravenous drug and don't require the surgery to remove the blood clot. And that's really the goal. And that's why EMS is such an important partner in this whole paradigm of, of treatment. And it must be so fulfilling for you to use your, uh, really, it's unique that you are trained in neurosurgery as well as uh, interventional radiology to go in and remove that clot, that, that traffic jam, and the person wakes up and says, I can move my arm again. I mean, what what do you feel when something like that happens? You must just be on cloud nine. Well, you know, I mean, look, <laughs> I've been doing this a while, and yes, it, it, it's, it's, very, it's, it's very fulfilling, but, you know, uh, you've changed a life. You've changed the life of the yes. patient and the family. Because, right, it's, it's like many other diseases. When someone has a stroke, yes, it affects the patient. But look what it does to the family unit, right? Exactly. Right? Yes. So, so it's not yeah. just the patient you're saving. You're, 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 really, you're really altering the entire 
I'm not sure what the word is. You're the family unit, the, the, the you know, the, all the Mockytonum. Yeah, extended family. Sociology mm-hmm. that goes into that. So, and, and you're saving money that can go to other things like health disparities and vaccines. And I don't mean to be controversial, but, you know, health disparities no. as they relate to all the other things, because the more money we save with preventable things, the more money we can put into things that, you know, in healthcare and that we need to invest in. Exactly. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back to learn more about strokes and stroke prevention. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. This is Emily Rubin, dietitian from Thomas Jefferson University Hospital and the Philadelphia Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics presenting your nutrition tip of the week. Are you one of the 60 to 70 million Americans that is affected by digestive symptoms such as abdominal bloating, pain, nausea, constipation, and diarrhea after eating? I'm seeing more and more patients that are popping some kind of digestive supplement to relieve their symptoms that are basically um, advertised by social media influencers. The digestive supplement industry is growing and growing and is expected to grow to more than 1 billion by 2025. Some people call them life-changing. Others call them snake oil medicine. Do Americans have the most expensive urine or are these supplements actually making viable claims? My biggest concern around these supplements is that many people are taking them without asking their physician first. Maybe your friend, coworker, tell you the benefits of these supplements, but there's many, many possible side effects. Also, some of these supplements may interfere with your current medication. None of these digestive supplements are regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for safety or effectiveness. This means you have no idea what the amount of product, the ingredients are actually in that product. So when you're considering taking digestive supplements, it's best to talk to a dietitian or a physician. So let's talk about a few of the most popular digestive supplements. The first one I have is the standard digestive supplement. That is actually one that contains an animal or plant-based supplement, which could help the body digest fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. They are usually made from natural occurring enzymes that your body already produces. There is no proven scientific studies to evaluate their effectiveness. They could cause the opposite effect like abdominal pain, gas, diarrhea. Again, need to discuss with your doctor or dietitian if this is something that would help you. Another popular digestive enzyme is the gluten digesting supplements, which are marketed for those who have non-celiac gluten sensitivity or even celiac disease who cannot digest gluten. The supplement claims to contain powerful enzymes that help break down this protein. There is no evidence that these enzymes marketed over the counter will break down gluten. Adherence to a 100% gluten-free diet is the only treatment for celiac disease and even the treatment for non-celiac gluten sensitivity. We will continue our talk on different digestive enzymes next week. This is Emily Rubin, dietitian from Thomas Jefferson University Hospital and Philadelphia Academy of Dietetics and Nutrition, presenting your nutrition tip of the week. For more information, you can log on to yourradiodoctor.com and eatright.org. 
I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars, Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. When you have orthopedic issues, you need a physician who eats, sleeps, and breathes orthopedics. You need an exceptionally specialized Rothman orthopedics physician. They not only specialize in orthopedics, each Rothman physician only focuses on one area of the body, which means you can have confidence that you can get past pain and be what you were. Schedule conveniently online at RothmanOrtho.com. That's RothmanOrtho.com. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? You are not alone. If you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your whole family can begin to recover. At Recovery Centers of America at Devon and Lighthouse, your loved one will be treated with care by expert addiction professionals, while family programming will give you support and healing so that you can recover as well. RCA accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services. Call 1-888-RECOVERY. Now, When we ask questions, we make sure they're the big ones. Like when it comes to diseases, can we strive to treat, prevent, and even reverse them? And how can we make healthcare more effective and more affordable? These are the types of questions that can help impact the lives of so many patients, that help push the boundaries of innovation and healthcare for all communities. At Genentech, we are the pioneers of the biotech industry, tackling some of the biggest questions in healthcare. Learn more at gene.com slash askbiggerquestions. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, now Saturday afternoons at 5, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. And welcome back to Your Radio Doctor. We're learning such good information about strokes. Robert, we touched on some of the risk factors earlier. I guess we could break them down into lifestyle risk factors and then medical risk factors. Maybe let's talk about medical risk factors first, um, because in the end, I guess it's divided into those things we can't control and those things that we can. So maybe you mentioned hypertension. What are some of the other medical issues that increases a person's uh, risk for stroke? Sure. So... I think, you know, if we look at the population as a whole, it's high blood pressure and diabetes, right? If we look at diabetes and high blood pressure, those are probably two of the leading risk factors for not only for stroke, but for heart disease and kidney disease and, and any, anything that affects the blood vessels in the heart will affect the blood vessels in the brain. So good cardiovascular health is taking care of your sugar taking care of your blood pressure. Um, that's really, really important. I think Marianne alluded to the fact that if you feel your your heart racing in your chest and, you know, you feel like fluttering in your chest, you know, what is termed cardiac arrhythmias or an abnormal heartbeat is absolutely a very significant risk factor for stroke. So those are the things that, you know, that that need to be paid attention to. And and, and, you know, once again, we all own our own health to a certain extent. And, you know, and, and, uh, and I think those are the two things that, you know, that are really, really important. You know, when we looked at all the risk factors for stroke, diabetes and high blood pressure really, mm-hmm. really are the top two by, 
by a significant amount. And I think what's getting a little more attention and rightly so is obstructive sleep apnea. Yes. Even, you know, we think, well, it's because people have put on weight, but it's also because the muscles in your throat become more lax. I have sleep apnea. I can't get a whole lot skinnier. I've had it for years. And, uh, I notice a big difference if I if I don't use my CPAP. Yeah. And CPAP is a bit annoying, but guess what? <laughs> Without it, uh, when you stop breathing, not intentionally, that's what gives me crazy dreams. Um, your your oxygen levels drop, right? That can't be good for those little brain cells. You are absolutely right. Sleep apnea is 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 definitely a risk factor for stroke and other cardiovascular happenings, if you will. Um, you know, I don't, I, I have nothing, my disclaimer is I have nothing to, to do with sleep apnea in terms of CPAP, but you know, there are other interventions besides CPAP that are very good, like Aspire and things like that, because, you know, CPAP, Aspire is, it, there's an implantation, uh, electrical implantation and stimulation of the diaphragm because, you know, a CPAP machine and all the things that go along with, that's a, that's kind of onerous, right? And it's a commitment. Yes. And, and so, you know, I think if we want people to be compliant, the less complex, the less complex the treatment, probably the better the compliance will be. So, you know, I think if, yes, I totally agree with you. Sleep apnea is, is absolutely right up there. And, uh, and there are a lot of advances in that regard. And I guess family history, but that would probably play into, a carryover of hypertension and diabetes that might run through families or, or family apps. But I, I looked, I was in training when, before HIV had a name, it was called GRID, gay-related infectious diseases. And boy, did we learn a lot about the immune system from, from that tragedy of HIV. Um, and I, I hope that might be a similar silver lining with COVID, which is just so heartbreaking, what people have suffered with COVID. But COVID has, we've seen strokes with COVID, yes, for the same thing you mentioned, that inflammation in the arteries can't get the blood where it has to go. Well, that's exactly right. And we published a fair bit on this early on, on COVID's because on COVID strokes. But most of the strokes we saw related to COVID were actually people in their 20s or 30s, right? And, yep. and it was related to the hypercoagulable nature of the blood, which in plain English means like, you know, when you get a cut on your skin, you stop bleeding because you're the, all the little blood cells in your blood plug the hole, if you will. And so in COVID, it kind of like, it kind of turned it on. And so, so blood would start to clot without a cut, if you will. The blood would start to clot in the blood vessels uh, due to COVID. And uh, we actually published this. And I think we have the largest series actually in the United States of COVID-related strokes in young people because we started seeing strokes in 20 and 30-year-olds and we, we couldn't understand what it was all about, right? And it was related mm-hmm. to the inflammatory conditions and the and the hypercoagulable, which in plain English means your blood tends to clot more uh, spontaneously than it normally would. And yeah, I mean, sure. it was a real education yeah. for all of us. So then if we look at lifestyle uh, risk factors, We've talked about obesity. Obesity actually is thought to cause inflammation too, right? And that that, that might be part of the reason why that uh, increases people's risk. Well, and the atherosclerosis, if if uh, the classic American diet is on the fatty side, yes? Well, that's exactly right. So, you know, a diet control is very important. Control your lipids. Uh, there are medications to reduce to reduce the bad lipids, the bad fats in the blood. But I will tell you the other thing that's pretty pretty simple is dental hygiene. 
dental mm. hygiene. You know, we know that dental hygiene is direct is is poor dental hygiene has inflammation, causes inflammation, and that inflammation is translated into the vascular system of the heart, all over the body and the brain. You know, so simple things like dental hygiene, you know, prophylaxis, taking care of your teeth, that in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years has definitely been demonstrated to re- be a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. So, you know, these are some of the simple things, you know, hey, no one, I, I don't know if I'm sure there are dentists listening. No one likes going to the dentist, right? I don't like going to the dentist, but it's really, really important. And it's one of the simple things we can do. Uh, dental hygiene, really important because of the inflammatory nature of, uh, uh, of poor dental hygiene. And heavy alcohol intake. I mean, everybody likes to have a drink here and there, but the American Cancer Society tells us drinking to excess bumps the risk for 13 different cancers, 13 cancers, and of course, strokes. So we like to tell men max at two a day, women max at one a day. That doesn't mean you have to drink two a day, and it doesn't mean you drink all 14 on Friday night. <laughs> that shock to your system is, is probably worse than if you do drink more than that per day. But illegal drugs, I don't think people realize that cocaine and amphetamines set them up for stroke. Well, that's absolutely right. And, and it's not unfrequent, infrequent when we see young people come in with a stroke. Un, not COVID related, not related to any organic disease, but they've been doing drugs and cocaine in particular, because cocaine actually causes spasm. It causes the arteries to constrict. And if artery clamps down, right, like when you're in the cold, if you magnify that a hundred times, then blood can't get through and it can cause a stroke. It can cause other problems related to lack of blood flow. So yes, drugs are a real problem. You know, regarding diet and drinking, I'll just say one thing. Uh, I'm a believer in Julia Child. Julia Child said, you can eat anything, but do it in moderation. You can have a little butter on your bread, but don't have 20 pounds of butter and don't have 10 pieces of bread, right? And so, you know, if you want to have a drink on, uh, you know, on a, on a Saturday night or a Friday night with dinner, that's okay. But one drink. Not not, yeah. not multiple. So moderation is important. But yes, yeah, so illicit drug use, we know, is, is absolutely a complicating factor in all the things that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And because you're right, if you deny yourself, then you want it more. Some of the complications, uh, you know, we talked about uh, weakness in an arm, leg, or part of the face, uh, difficulty speaking, difficulty swallowing. I don't think people realize that as, as often, and you know, if somebody has a stroke, why is it that they seem to uh, start to fade and function? It's because not all of their body parts are working the way they were, not just the obvious arm and leg, but if you can't swallow properly, you're more likely to aspirate or inhale your saliva. And uh, it really sets the person up for for fading, yes? That's absolutely correct. And, you know, just like when, you know, most people think when they have a stroke, someone is paralyzed in their arm or no leg. Because that's what most of the public, you know, sees. You can see, can mm-hmm. see. But you know, just like you can be paralyzed in your arm and a leg, you know, your the muscles, right? When you think about it, you know, just while you're listening to me, swallow and feel your throat, right? When you swallow, all those muscles are moving, right, on both sides, and and it's a, it's a synchrony. It's a it's a it's an orchestra, if you will. And so, if you have a stroke. You may not have the, the the synchrony or the muscles that are involved in swallowing, right? Just put your hand on your throat and swallow. 
you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. And you could imagine if one side, if your left side or right side is not functioning right, how that could cause you to, to, uh, you know, to choke. If, yes. Uh, yeah. And, and some of the more unusual, or as you say, if a person looks okay, we don't know if they've have they've had some memory loss, difficulty comprehending. Aphasia is a word that people hear, but it can be expressive, meaning they're thinking clearly, but they can't find they can't say the words. Um, how frustrating must, must that be? Or um, they their language is good, but they can't uh, think clearly. They can't comprehend what you've said. So frustrating. Emotional li- uh, liability that they become. Uh, it, it's harder to control their emotions um, or their behavior. They they might become withdrawn uh, because they can't do their daily uh, chores or their daily grooming. So all these reasons, it's important for people to be reminded um, that pick up the phone, right? 911. Well, you got that right. If you're not sure, please call 911. And let us sort it out. You're not bothering us. You're not. You're not bothering anybody, right? Uh, don't feel, oh gee, I don't want to bother them. It's you know one o'clock in the morning. Please bother me. Please bother me. And and and, and everyone wants to help. Uh, make sure. And then, you know, if there are a few negative, if there are a few uh, false starts, that's great. That's great. And don't go to the emergency department, not urgent care. That is if you think you're having a heart attack or a stroke. Don't hold the mayo. Go right for the gusto yep. because urgent care is just going to say, well, can't handle this. We're going to send you and it adds time. It adds delay. Absolutely correct. Absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Let's take a little break and we'll be back for our wrap up with Dr. Robert Rosenwasser. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Hi, I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars. That's Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some of these Medicare Advantage plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. And all plans include dental, vision, and hearing benefits with no co-pays for routine exams. Medicare's highest rating, Philly's most popular plan. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. When you have joint pain, you need a physician who eats, sleeps, and breathes joints. Someone so focused on their specialty, they've written the book on it, literally. You need an exceptionally specialized physician from Rothman Orthopedics. They not only specialize in orthopedics, each Rothman physician only focuses on one area of the body, which means you can have confidence that you can get past the pain and be what you were. Schedule conveniently online at RothmanOrtho.com. Official orthopedic partner of the Eagles, Phillies, and Sixers. Now, your weekly prescription brought to you by Genentech, the science-driven company that pioneered the biotech industry to transform how we treat the world's most complex health problems. And we're back for our final segment this week. We call this segment your weekly prescription. And 
It's brought to you by Genentech, the first biotech company in the U.S. Robert, what are some of the messages that you want our listeners to take home? Well, I, you know, I have a couple messages. So number one is I want you to really learn the symptoms of a stroke. And that goes back to what we talked about before with the, with the letters B-E-F-A-S-T, be fast. B stands for balance. E stands for eyes or blurring of vision. F stands for any weakness of your face or either by, by you or observed by someone else. Arm stands for weakness in an arm. Speech stands for any difficulty with your speech, either getting the words out or understanding what someone said. And most importantly, time. If you're not sure about the other letters that we talked about, please, I'm begging you, please call 911 and go to an emergency room and let the professionals, let the health providers sort it out whether it's something to worry about. You're not bothering us. That's what we're here to do. And and I think that's really important for you to learn those signs and symptoms. And as you say, the big message, call 911. The people are dedicated to coming to your home, starting treatment right away, uh, measures that could really save your life. You don't want to drive yourself or your loved one. Um, and don't go to bed and try to sleep off that arm numbness and think I, I was you know, leaning on it in a funny way. Go and be checked. If you're wrong, we'll, we'll all celebrate, right? You got that right. Mm-hmm. And, and the things we can control, smoking is not your friend. The Richie rule is you can have cigarettes if they're made of chocolate or bubble gum. I think that's fair, don't you? I think that's uh, And get moving, as you mentioned, from that study from the Vietnam War. Atherosclerosis begins in our 20s. Good habits begin. That's why we're trying to teach our children to, to keep moving and eat um, sensibly. Thank you, Julia Child. Is there a website you might recommend for our listeners to visit to learn more about stroke yeah, prevention? You, yes, or you can go to the you know Jefferson University website with the jefferson.edu. You can go to 1-800-JEFF-NOW. Um, and you can go to the Farber Institute for Neuroscience, where it has all the information about stroke care, stroke signs, stroke symptoms. Uh, it has phone numbers on there if you want to call and have explanations of the things we talked about. So beautiful. Anything we can do to help you. So if anybody wants to make an appointment to see one of our Jefferson neurologists or you or one of our neurosurgeons, easiest way is to remember 1-800-JEFF-NOW. And uh, that way the, the operators will connect you to the right place. And the website is jefferson.edu. Dr. Robert Dr. Robert Rosenwasser, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you next week when we talk about treatment for strokes, more about prevention, and your awesome research. Uh, you're just a walking encyclopedia, and I thank you for your time because it's precious. Well, we thank you for, for getting this message out because it's so important to society. Now for your real champion. I call this segment Touche. When you visit a hospital, you may be worried about a sick family member or friend. Maybe you're the patient and nervous about news you'll be hearing from your doctor. 
Recently, I had reason to visit Overlook Hospital in Summit, New Jersey. At the main entrance, I was met by an ambassador who welcomed every visitor with a distinct and uplifting greeting. I wasn't there as a patient, but even I felt a little more positive after starting the day with his cheery hello and his offer to direct me. I sensed that this was a man who had faced his own challenges and made it his mission to lift the spirit of those around him. Walter Touche, a pleasant and confident gentleman with a meticulous appearance, reflecting more than 20 years as a Marine, over 13 years of active duty, including combat, then a career in sales, where he convinced CEOs and board chairmen to buy his products and follow his advice for solving problems. He was very successful. Then came March 17, 2020, two days into the first lockdown for COVID. Fever of 104 degrees, shaking chills despite seven blankets. He had pneumonia in both lungs, and yes, COVID. He was in a medically induced coma for 11 days. During 34 days in hospital, his weight dropped from 230 to 177 pounds. He was so weak, he had to learn how to walk and talk and swallow again. The mental toughness as a former Marine helped him through the long and arduous rehab. He has abundant praise for Overlook Hospital and Atlantic Rehabilitation. On the day he woke up, he remembers a nurse with blonde hair, her blue eyes peeking over her mask. She asked, do you know who you are or where you are? She was so happy to see him awake and shared, you are the reason why I get out of bed every day. You were really sick and we weren't sure you'd survive. You are our miracle patient. They both cried and sent a selfie to his wife since visitors weren't allowed in the hospital at that time. While in coma, he had an encounter with Jesus and confessed his sins. Jesus said, I'm not ready for you yet. And at that moment, Walter woke up and met an angel, his nurse. Walter realized he was gifted with a second life and decided to pay his good fortune forward to thank God for the blessings of the nurses and doctors who helped him. Surviving that grave illness, he remembered the words, to whom much is given, much is expected. Walter says, people coming to the hospital have cancer or trauma, and if I can bring a smile before their visit or treatment, it might be the only smile they get that day. I put my best foot forward and love helping the doctors, nurses, and patients who walk through the door. Even more remarkable, Walter and his identical twin, William, were adopted at age six months. Walter left his adoptive family at age 15 because of an unstable environment. He worked long hours as a cook, toughing it through high school and then some college. At age 17, he and his twin joined Marine Boot Camp on the same day and both served for over 20 years. Just before COVID, he sent a sample to 23andMe. After recovery, he checked a backlog of emails and found a message saying that he had a sister and his birth mother was still alive. Within an hour, he sent a picture to his 82-year-old mother who could still tell the twins apart. 23andMe asked if they could share his remarkable story for marketing. After months of FaceTime visits, Walter and William were reunited with their mother, new sister, and two brothers at a resort and appeared on Good Morning America for a virtual interview. Forever grateful for his recovery and new family, Walter saw an opening for a patient liaison at the hospital. He could have retired with his nice nest egg, but he felt the call to share his joy. He relates, I am meant to do this job. It's fulfilling and improves quality of life for the people I meet and for me. And when I meet angry people, 
I welcome the challenge to change their hearts. The French word toucher is the verb meaning to touch. Walter Touche certainly bears the perfect name as he has touched the hearts of hundreds of people, helping to relieve their anxiety and face their own hardships, knowing that they're loved. And to that, we say, Touche. We thank you for your service in the Marines and salute you, Walter Touche. You're a real champion. Thank you for listening. Send us the story of a champion in your world to info at yourradiodoctor.net. Join us again next week as we continue our discussion with internationally recognized neurosurgeon, Dr. Robert Rosenwasser, when he returns to talk about treatment of strokes and his impressive research. Thank you to our super sponsors, Independence Blue Cross, Recovery Centers of America, Rothman Orthopedic Institute, and our newest family member, Genentech. Follow us on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Listen to our shows again on our website, yourradiodoctor.net or on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your radio doctor, Marianne Ritchie, wishing you a wonderful, happy, healthy, and safe week with the ones you love. And always remember that your health is your wealth. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Hi, I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars. That's Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some of these Medicare Advantage plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. And all plans include dental, vision, and hearing benefits with no co-pays for routine exams. Medicare's highest rating, Philly's most popular plan. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. 